0: Welcome to the weekly message from Rhema Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au forward slash media. This is the third week of this series. So let's pray. Father, I just thank you that you help me as we get into this, Lord, that you help, uh, that your hand is upon me, that you help me to minister this. And just thank you for it and give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So, week one, we just, uh, just to give you a two week review, real quickly, we asked this question Is divine healing for everyone? And here's the scripture that we looked at. Th- Uh, Matthew 15 26 this is our text scripture for the series it says he answered and said it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to little dogs so what we said is that the dogs are the Gentiles those are people that aren't Jewish the children are the Jews and the bread is healing and then we asked the question then uh, who are the children today well the church has become the children and so uh, the children now are Christians and the bread is still healing And so we answered the question the first week, is healing for everybody? And you can go to our website, you can uh, listen to it, you can actually click this little button and the notes fall down where you can look at the notes and you can hear and watch, look at the notes at the same time. Then the second week, we talked about is it our good works or is it faith in God's grace that obtains healing? And I don't have time to comment on that, but you can go listen to that also, look at the notes and listen to it at the same time. Today we want to move on and uh, as you remember if you were here the last couple of weeks I said I didn't want to box myself in or box the Lord in. and for what like our roadmap? map a lot of times I'll give a road map I go this week this week this week this is what we're teaching I didn't feel like I should do it here so that way it's very open so this is what came into my heart for this com- this week here and that's Holy Spirit leadings and demonstrations okay Holy Spirit leadings and demonstrations. So we want to talk a little bit about that today. And when it comes to this kind of thing, it's really, it's really important uh, that when we're led, here's the first thing we want to talk about. Uh, it's kind of like laying a foundation, but I like to call it this. I like to call it the safe leading. So we're going to look at three things today. This is the first one. And it's called, I'm calling it the safe leading. Okay? And you'll see what I mean by this, because Jesus showed us how we can be safely led. When we're led so look at matthew 14 and verse 14 it says when jesus went out he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick so if you notice there i actually put that in capitals and underlined it both but notice how he was moved with compassion for them not and so when i i was just meditating on that and i thought well he wasn't moved with compassion it wasn't about himself he didn't approach them because it was about him he didn't approach because he wanted to impress somebody else you know and these are the kind of he didn't just even do it just for the sake of doing it but if you notice that he was moved with compassion for them and so that's a big thing uh, when you are motivated it's a safe leading so here's a little story, and it's kind of funny. I think it's funny, and I've, I've told it before. But this is a friend. He actually just wrote me on Facebook Messenger. Um, he's one of the first guys I met when I became a Christian, so it's like known him for over 30 years, and he just wrote me and said, hey, call me. He's like in Ohio, and I'm here. And I thought, wow, was something wrong. So I just wrote back, are you okay? Oh, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm doing really good, and I was glad to hear that, but I didn't call him yet. Uh, he just wrote me yesterday or the day before. But um, he, he had a lot of things. that He, he was funny, and uh, I, a lot of stories I tell really are about him. But I don't, you know, I don't want to say his name because he's alive and he's still my friend. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, so many stories about him. Okay, I, I'm tempted to tell another one, but that'll get me off. Uh, this other one just. Okay, okay. My my w- passies, look at me. Don't. Don't go there. So okay, so he's we're going through Bible school together and in the between, you know, about in the middle of Bible school, he gets an invitation in Oklahoma City to go minister in Oklahoma City and Bible schools in Tulsa. It's an hour and a half drive, and he didn't have a car, so he asked somebody Uh, That was staying there another friend who I still know. He's still a friend, too He asked this other guy to drive him to Oklahoma City, and he said bring your camera He said because I feel that this is going to kick off my worldwide ministry, and I'm going to be the next Oral Roberts This is true. He really felt like he was going to be the next Oral Roberts and you know I don't think you've heard of him after 30 years have you but um so he said, bring a camera, he said, because there's gonna be miracles and I want you to capture the miracles and we're gonna use that to promote me. So they, they, it's the funny, here's the funny part. On the way there, about halfway to Oklahoma City, they got in such a bad argument in the car that they had to pull the car over and they got outside the car and they were almost gonna fight each other with fist, a fist fight on the way to the meeting. And it, it so they told us all about this when they got back, you know they told us about how they almost got in a fight, so then he goes there and he does his message, and he's more of a preacher, not a teacher, and he's like an evangelist, so he proclaims and preaches and all and then he has a call, and there was a lady that had a, her back was really messed up, so he had him get a chair, and he put the chair up there and had the lady sit, so she was like this so everybody could see her and then he held her legs up and the, and said, "Do you see the legs they're not?" They're, they're not, you know, they're, they're different sizes. So he commanded the one leg to grow out, but it didn't grow out. And then he commanded, and he did a couple commands, and it didn't grow out. So then he started pulling on the lady's leg. And you hear, she's an elderly lady. She's like an elderly, and she's sitting there, and, every, and everyone's looking at her, and he's pulling on it. Well, he pulled too hard, and he pulled her out of the seat, and she goes like, Boom onto the ground and so when they came back to tell the story I I I told the guy that he took I said did you capture that on the on did you capture that one (laughs) you know so so what what are we saying there is the safe leading to do these kinda things is to be moved with compassion it's not to like oh yeah, I'm gonna kick off a worldwide ministry and you know I want everybody to know who I am and all this other stuff so so actually it's very possible the reason her leg didn't grow out is because he had the wrong motivation for it to grow out. And, and another friend of mine, he said this one time years ago when he was ministering, he was telling this to a church. He said, you don't need more power. You have plenty of power if you got the Holy Ghost. He said, you need more compassion. And the reason a lot of times things don't happen is because our motivation isn't love and compassion. It's something else. And God really, Jesus, He really gave us an example that it's about love and compassion. So you allow love and compassion to move you and power operates in that environment. Okay, so, uh, so looking at this scripture, here's another, Matthew 20 and verse 34. It says, so Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes. So I, I like the way that it, it's like Jesus had compassion and then he touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. But it, here's, So as I was meditating on that, it was interesting that compassion preceded touch. Compassion preceded touch. And then I kept meditating on that and then this came to me. As long as compassion precedes touch, it's a safe leading. That's a safe leading because it's, you're being, your move moved with compassion. And then this came to me. The last thing that came to me was ambition drives, and compassion leads. So, like, what what can happen sometimes? It's like if you don't watch it, you know, ambition it'll come on you for a lot of different things. And 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 as uh, as people that serve God, we need to keep the ambition off, and we need to stay with the compassion. So compassion will lead us. Okay, uh, so. Th- and then, and then along these same lines with compassion, it's, it's really amazing how it's, it's so different the way that compassion can come. So we used to live in Italy, and um, there were times that it was really good to take the train instead of, uh, you know, you take the train instead of uh, driving, because or flying. So there was times that I'd go on the train in Italy, and so we, one time I was on the train, it's kind of like the way they are, they're these big cars, you know, and you have like this, aisle that you can walk down and then there's like rooms with a door and then there, there's like you could sit four here and four there and uh, so you go in and you sit there and you got four people looking at four people so I'm in one of those cars and everyone's speaking Italian and I still had not really learned Italian that well I, I could understand them but I had trouble speaking it so I was I was getting some of the stuff they were saying but I wasn't able to communicate yet really good So what happened is, I'm sitting there, and what happens with me sometimes is there'll be like this, something falls from heaven, it's like a compassion thing that falls on me, and then my hands, they get hot. And I I just know that's God's healing power, and God wants me to use my hands for something. Now I want to stop and say this, if your hands don't get hot, it doesn't mean God won't use your hands, because they don't have to get hot for God to use them. It happens with some people. You don't even have to be in the ministry for your hands to get hot. Throughout the years, I've talked to plenty of church people that don't feel called to be behind a pulpit. They go to church, they sit in church, but they have their hands get hot. So I'm sure that in this audience right now, in our congregation and our family here, that there's plenty of people that your hands get hot also. So it's like it's not so unusual uh, that it happens with me. It happens with a lot of people. But if you're one where your hands don't get hot, you can have the same thing happen if you use your hands. So you can lay hands on people because the Bible says whoever believes can lay hands on the sick. So believing is a requirement. If you're a believer, you can lay hands on the sick. It doesn't say ever hands get hot. Okay, so you have to know that. So, so but, but with that though, I'm sitting in this thing and this, so this compassion falls on me and then my hands get warm. You know, and I'm thinking there's somebody here that needs to be ministered to, but the only thing about it is I didn't know if I could speak Italian well enough to explain it. So I couldn't do anything about it. I'm just thinking, man. But, but th- I wanted to make a point there for all of us here because what we really want to do, we're, we're talking about healing. We want to take this and we want to go out there with it, all of us. So I'm doing this for a reason, because you probably get supernatural leadings. You probably get Holy Ghost leadings sometimes, and maybe you're not always aware, but sometimes they're subtle. Sometimes they're unconscious. Sometimes you really know you're being led like that. It, it can happen a lot of different ways. And so you can be somewhere, like, like take note of that. Maybe, maybe you never noticed you know, for a season there, when my hands, and like, sometimes it'll go up into my arms, and like here, and I thought maybe I had something wrong with me physically, like there was a problem in, like, a, a sickness or some kind of thing, because it'd get like that, and then you can feel it all in here. And I'm thinking, why is that? My arms feel heavy. You know, and, uh, you know, and then even when you get older, but of course, I'm glad I learned younger, because, like, when you get older, you think, what, well, is that my, are my arms numb? You know what I mean, and that's not good when you're older, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying there, but that's, that can happen like that. But you know then, when you start recognizing that, you know what it's for, and you know there isn't anything wrong. Uh, along these same lines, I've, I've, I've known other people. It's happened to me some, but not a lot. But then there's others that it happens all the time, where they're totally healthy, but they'll get, oh, I got a pain right there. And it's almost like the, they get a pain... And God, that that's like the Lord telling them there's somebody that has a pain somebody's in pain right there and I want to use you to minister to them." and and I and I know a number of people throughout the years not, not just a quite a few people have had that happen where they're totally fine totally healthy and then they'll get things and they will go where'd that come from and then they realize oh well the, there's somebody here that has that right now and I need to minister to somebody and then they'll minister and then it goes it's it's gone so th- those kind of things, like we're talking about supernatural leadings, you know, uh, uh, Holy Spirit leadings and those kind of things, those kind of things will happen. Uh, know somebody else, don't, don't know so many like this, but uh, this other lady that we, uh, that we were uh, working with for a while, years ago, um, she would just kind of like get a, it would be like a film strip. Like she would see like a, a video uh, and then she would just act out the video, and uh, and so she even ministered to some people that we knew, and one of them happened to be my brother once, my younger brother, and it was really right, my brother. She picked, she just got the whole thing about him. He was backslid, uh, he was, you know, doing stuff I don't want to really say. He was really, but it's amazing how she saw it all. She ministered, but it was so much love so much love and here's the thing you know what when when the lord shows us some of those things if it's not delivered in love instead of causing people to respond it it'll push them away so there's just so many different ways um and so that that kind of happened you know like i just got that thing with the heart and the hands like when we talk about supernatural leadings uh, holy ghost leadings it can be the heart and the hands you, sometimes you see stuff. Sometimes the Lord speaks and you hear stuff. Sometimes like there's a quiet voice in the Spirit, but then sometimes there can be an authoritative voice that you can actually hear with your natural ears. That's like the authoritative voice of the Lord. These are all things that God will do to, so we can help other people. So that's the first thing. We wanted to just talk about safe leadings. Okay, Let's then talk about this, just three things today. The, the second one is that God demonstrates His will. Okay, so Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35, it says, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. So what we see there is He taught, He preached, and He healed. So teaching is like explaining, preaching is proclaiming, and healing is demonstration. And so we can just take that and we learn that from Jesus that we can explain, we can proclaim, and then we can either lay hands or speak and demonstrate. So God, He wants to demonstrate with everyone. He, he wants to demonstrate. He wants to demonstrate His Word. So if you look at this other Scripture, here's what it says. It says Matthew 16 and 20. It says, And they, having gone forth, did preach everywhere, the Lord working with and confirming the word through signs following, and this is the Young's translation. So there's different trans. This is a very accurate translation of the Bible. So this one shows the word them. It's in parentheses. The reason that's in parentheses because it isn't in the original Greek. So it's like uh, if Lecky was up here, he could not define. He couldn't define that word today, you know, because it's not in the original. It's not there. So here's how it would read. It's the Lord working with and confirming the Word. So even though He works with us, it's really He works with the Word. You know, that's really what He works with. So it's, it's kind of like if we don't use the Word, He doesn't have a lot to work with. And even so, that includes Scriptures. That includes promises. But even sometimes the Lord will give a declaration where it's really not a Scripture, but he'll, the Lord sometimes will say, declare this over your body. He'll, like, give you a phrase, like, declare that phrase over your body. And by declaring that phrase over your body, it lines up with Scripture, of course. But just by declaring that phrase over your body, it makes a difference. You know, just, this just came, you know, like, a number of years ago. And there's Annie right there. Hi, Annie. Buenos dias. She speaks Spanish. You know, so, Annie, this happened a couple years ago. Uh, I don't know how many years ago that... Uh, I gave a scripture out in church that you're blessed coming in and you're blessed going out. Remember that scripture? She had a serious thing wrong with her body. Just goes to show you how some of these things can... It's unusual. Well, the Lord told her when she went back home, and I, I don't know, was it your heart? What, I don't remember what that was. Kidneys. It was your kidneys. So she had a serious thing wrong with her kidneys. And that one scripture, when I said that scripture, it really, she, it was almost... It, it got taken out of context. The Lord can take it, a Scripture out of context sometimes and have you do something with it that doesn't really fit into the context, but the Lord told her to walk back and forth in and out of her house through the threshold, the door, and just say, I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. How many times did you do it? Four, four hours. She, think of, Your neighbors will think you're crazy. <laughs> you know, the, You know, like four hours in... Like, I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. She did that four hours. But what happened? She was healed. Amen. Completely healed. Amen. You know? Um, so these are like when we're talking about like Holy Ghost leadings and that kind of stuff. You know, sometimes it just can be so different like for various people. Okay, so God, so I was, and I said that to say that God works with his word. But see, that was like a rhema word to Annie. So it was that scripture about Israel that they're blessed coming in and going out. But I pray that for myself all the time. When I leave a country, when I come in a country, when I, you, you can say I'm blessed coming in, going out. I'm blessed going into my house. I'm blessed coming out of my house. I'm blessed coming into the city, blessed going out. I, I, I declare and pray those scriptures a lot. Well, that was like a rhema word to her. And so, that was like, and so she took that, and she worked with it, and she got results. So God works with his word, and that includes like a rhema word. So even like, think about this. Um, I can't find a scripture in the Bible that my wife and I have lived on four continents, but because there's not a scripture that says move to, Aust- after you live in Singapore for four years, move to Australia. There's not a scripture in there for that. But what happened is it was like a rhema word, move to Australia. It's amazing when you act on those rhema words we moved to australia ten years ago and uh... you know we're citizens now we feel like this is home we felt home the very first time we came here we just acted on that rhema word and and those are the kind of things that if you he works with his word he confirms his word okay so um... and then i i like what a wise older person said a long time ago about that scripture that he confirmed his word through signs following and somebody Likewise, probably the guys from the British guys that preceded us, those guys in Britain that had this before any of us had it. uh, I think it's one of those guys that they said, Let the signs follow the word instead of following the signs. You know, so you, you put the word out there and signs follow the word. And so, as Christians, we shouldn't need a sign. We don't have to go running and looking after signs, because as a Christian, we don't need that, but you've put the word out there, and the signs follow the word. So I thought that was really good advice. I heard it a long time ago. All right, look at this scripture. Uh, Mark chapter six and verse two. it says, "When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue. Many who heard him were astonished, saying, "Where did he get these things? and what is this wisdom that has been given to him? What are these miracles that are done through his hands?" So here's a question, you know, what did Jesus preach that caused or enabled God to confirm? And isn't it interesting that when Jesus, when he was in his hometown and he's preaching in the synagogue in his hometown, he had to preach something about his hands. Because they said in his hometown where he wasn't accepted there, but they said, what are these miracles that are done through his hands? He was preaching to his hometown crowd and he was talking about how God used his hands and the different miracles that happened and things that happened. And they're going, how could this be? Like we know, man, you're the carpenter's son. You were a carpenter. And how can this thing be going on? But here's here's what we want to see. In his hometown, he couldn't do a mighty work. The main reason is because they didn't want to believe that that could happen with somebody they knew. But when he was out of his hometown and he preached that message, it's amazing if you... So what, how does this apply to you now? If you're sitting with somebody one-on-one and you tell them that God flows through hands and if you tell them God's power, this is, you show them scriptures one-on-one and you show them that, you know what, when you do that and then you lay hands on them, God can confirm that because you put the word out there and he will confirm that with a sign Fall. fault. That's how simple it is. It's simple. So in the 830 service, I asked who was sitting in the congregation that ever shared one-on-one and then prayed and laid hands and if the people got healed. And there was a lot. Let's see in this, I bet there's a lot here. If you ever did that where you sat with somebody and shared one-on-one and prayed for them and laid hands and they were healed, just like raise your hand. See, there's, there's many of you. And I, I know some of you probably are just being real humble and not raising your hand, but I bet there's more. You know, so it's like we can do that any time. But it gives God something to work with. He has something that he can confirm when we put, you know, the word out there. It gives him something to work with, okay? So then here's the last thing we want to say today. And we're talking about Holy Spirit leadings and demonstrations, okay? So here's the third thing. Uh, and it's it's the hear, it's see and do so that's just kind of explaining this a little bit more that you know God leads us in a different he leads in a different way variety of ways so even think about this the Holy Spirit will lead us in the truth so that's God leading us through his spirit he leads us in the truth but then the Holy Spirit leads us all kind of different ways so the Holy Spirit can lead people that need healing I mean, the lady with the issue of blood, she heard one thing, that Jesus was anointed and that he had this tangible power on him, and she said, if I can get to him and touch him, I'll be made whole. I mean, it was almost like, almost for her, I wouldn't say, she knowingly did that, but it motivated her to go out of her house and go find Jesus. She wasn't saved. She was sick for a long time, but she heard one thing, and she got motivated to go touch Jesus. So, It works both ways you can be led as the person that ministers but even the person that's being ministered to can also be led if you really think about it in the in the New Testament when we hear all those stories like a couple of them is an example I mentioned this Friday night when we had a healing service uh, that uh, some of those people they ordered the method in which they got healed they're the ones that ordered it in other words the lady with the issue of blood and it really it was based off of what they heard and God confirms his word with signs following so the lady with the issue of blood what did she hear she heard that Jesus was anointed and there was this power coming out of him radiating from him so she said I got to get to him and touch him she ordered the method in which she got healed the the Roman centurion did something different He heard about this man that had authority and that he's able to command. The devils have to listen to him, sickness. This is what he heard. So he didn't even go personally to see Jesus. He sent a delegation to see Jesus. And when the delegation showed up, they said, "About their master sent him, just speak the word and my servant will be healed. That centurion ordered the method in which his servant got healed. It was based on what he heard the lady with the issue of blood it was based on what she heard and those kind of things will happen so what you hear is so important what you hear is so important because what you hear can have a big determination on what you'll do next because a lot of times we act out what we hear so we want to just say some things about hearing seeing and doing okay so here's and even along these lines like. like <clears throat> we were doing a meeting years ago in, a, in somewhere, and I was sitting with the pastor. Uh, Passy was with the pastor's wife, and I was with the pastor. They both had separate cars. We had a morning meeting. We went out to eat lunch. We were going back to their house. We just pulled into his driveway, and he, he gets a phone call from his PA, and she says, hey, you know, the business manager wants all of your phone records. And, and, he, and so I'm hearing, I'm listening to him. He goes, well, that's really unusual. He's never wanted all my phone records before. And as he said that, something just came right into my spirit. And I said, hey, I, I, don't, you know, I don't know if this is right, but it just came in so you can weigh it out. That business manager got jealous of you and wants to bring you down. He wants to get you kicked out of your church. Uh, that's what I just got there. Well, he then launched a little investigation and found out that was 100% true. That business manager wanted to bring him down and get him kicked out. Significant church, you know, still going today really good. Uh, but when he launched that investigation and found it, that business manager repented and said, I'm sorry, and he resigned of his own you know, doing. And then years ago, he came back again. I mean, a few years later, he came back again and said, please forgive me, I'm so, and, and he was very repentant. But like it's that show and sometimes God will show and tell just something. And it can be so subtle that if you don't watch out, you'll miss it. Like just, it'll drop in. And if you don't do something, sometimes you almost got to write it down. Sometimes you got to, if you don't do something with it quick enough, it comes and goes. And and I've had that happen where something comes in. I don't write it down and then it's gone. I go, oh, I got to get that back. You know, so these kind of subtle things can really make big changes. We're talking about Holy Ghost leadings and manifestations and demonstrations. Some of those little subtle things can make huge differences in your life or other people's lives. So it's important we don't let them slip away at times, okay? So here's a, here, let's real, just really end real quickly on a few scriptures here. John chapter 5 and verse time. Five, it says, Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. And just think about that. If you're here today and you've had something bothering you for a long time, man, what Je- it doesn't matter what Jesus, it doesn't matter what Jesus, it's 38 years here. And then look at the next verse. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew, uh, so we want to just point out that uh, this thing about uh, we're talking about what? You hear, you see, and you do. So here's Jesus, and this is giving us an example. Jesus saw the guy. He saw, but then he knew. And and what happens a lot of times is you, you can see somebody with your natural eye, but then you really know something by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit speaks. That's exactly what happened with Jesus. He saw the guy. He knew he was in that condition for a long time. And then he said to him, do you want to be made whole? And here's the thought. You know, if the Lord ever shows you something, and that's what you call, you know, like church talk, like the Bible, it calls it a word of knowledge in the book of Corinthians. A simple way to do it is like that's when the Lord tells you something about a situation or somebody. But a word of knowledge is like something that happened in the past or it's going on right now. Whereas there's a word of wisdom, that's something that would happen in the future. So there's that word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Well, this was a word of knowledge. It was what something that was going on for 38 years but it was also right there present it was what you call a word of knowledge the lord saying something so jesus saw and he heard that's what happened right there okay then when you follow it through in verse 7 it says the sick man answered him uh, sir i have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up but while i am coming another steps down before me jesus said rise take up your bed and walk and immediately the man was made well took up his bed and walked and that day was the Sabbath so what, what you see here if like God gives you something along with that word like where you maybe see and, and know something along with that there's also an anointing or power for it to come for it to be done so Jesus heard he saw but he also was able to do and that same thing can happen with us if God shows you something then he wants to carry that through, and he wants to use you to do it. Now, I, I, there is times, you know, like, and I'm sure that you've all had this, and I don't know if this answers a the question. There's just times that somebody gets sick, and, and you don't know why you can't help them. But I, I do like what uh, an older man once said. He said that he was very strong with healing. He said, if I fall dead, <laughs> will you still believe God heals? and so the thing is sometimes there is somebody that might be sick and you weren't able to help them or maybe you were sick and you didn't get a healing maybe you naturally recovered and you didn't get healed but what we want to do is make sure we don't just think well okay then I'm gonna give up on the whole thing if that did maybe it's you know I'm just gonna forget that you you don't want to do that so so here what am I saying that for well sometimes God will show you something and an example is one time uh, A a friend of mine, the Lord gave me some words, I'm going to make it real short so we don't stay, you know, past time, but I got a friend, a word for a friend, and it caused him to be able to get married because he was really uh, thinking the wrong way, and I gave him a word of knowledge, and that settled everything, and he ended up getting married. Well, he got me, and he had a happy marriage for a lot, he has kids and everything, but down the road like maybe 20 years later it didn't go any and they ended up getting a divorce so here's the thing does that mean i missed it i don't think so it didn't mean that i missed it it just that it's just down the road it just didn't stay together it didn't mean that i missed it so there's times that you might get a word and you go to act it out and maybe you don't have results it doesn't always mean you missed it you you see what i'm saying there so so uh, Don't stop. My my whole point there is don't stop doing those things. Continue on in it. You know, don't be flaky or anything, but continue on. Okay? You don't want to let those things discourage you. Okay. Okay, then let's just finish up here. So John chapter 5 and verse 19 or 17, it says this it says, My Father has been working until now, and I have been working. And isn't it interesting that God's work is so different than our work? And it's kind of like this. It's like whatever you are, if you're a doctor, if you're a school teacher, if, if you uh, work uh, in any kind of job, that's not really the job. You're, the job that you do is this is your work. This is, if you're a Christian, this is your work. Because it, it says here, the Father has been working now, and I have been working and so the work that we all do is this work. Jesus picked up on the Father and, and, it's, and He said, My Father's working. I got a hold of His plan and now I'm working. And then so one last verse uh, and it says here, this, uh, I say to you, I'll just read the p- relevant part, the Son can do nothing of Himself but what He sees the Father do. So hear and see and do. You know, you just pick up on the will of God. So, just in closing today, this uh, you guys must be easier to preach to because I finished this, and but you guys are just you know, pulling more out So, so I'm going to skip over some stuff. Here's just like, a, and we'll, we'll summarize here. So expect God to demonstrate His will, okay? And we want to expect that. So here, here's some closing thoughts. You know, it's risky to put our necks out there you know, when we do that. And I've done it before. We're, I get something and I think, man, should I really do this? Because what if God doesn't do His part? Like, you, you get something. And, I, and I've had that happen before. Uh, it even happened with my Patsy's brother where I felt like I should give him a word and I thought, well, what if it doesn't turn out that way? You don't want to look bad. So it's kind of risky sometimes. You, you get some direction from God and you want to, you know, like you want to do it, but it's a little risky. But here's the thing, you know, you get something and then you want to declare god's goodness and will if you if you get it you want to deliver it and you want to declare and then uh when we do that it's really good to expect god to demonstrate okay so even though it's risky you just do it expect god to demonstrate and he will then he works with his word father i thank you so much for everyone that's here lord today thank you so much heavenly father Lord, thank you. Before we leave today, Lord, we just want to really make sure, Father, uh, that uh, everyone in this building knows Jesus as Lord. That's the most important thing. Jesus, when you walked on the earth, the disciples came up to you really excited, and they said, even the devils have to listen to us. And you said, that's not what you get happy or rejoice about. You should be happy and rejoice that your name is written in the book of life. And and you were telling us through that that the most important thing, the first thing is to get to know Jesus as Lord. So Father, I thank you for all the good things that we have. But Father, uh, we're a church that desires to see people get to know Jesus. So Father, thank you for speaking to every heart here today. Thank you for making sure everybody is assured that if they die, they'll go to heaven and spend eternity in heaven. Thank you for speaking to each person, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rama.org.au.